excited because today we're launching a four-week series titled Following the Way. And this series is based upon four words of Jesus. I am the way. And as we reflect upon these words, we will begin to understand what it means for us to practice the way of Jesus. And I'd like to look at the first two words of this phrase, I am. And they find their meaning all the way back in Exodus 3. In this passage, Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, and there the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a non-perishing bush. It was quite a bizarre sight, and so Moses took a closer look. And behold, God called out to Moses in the bush, saying, Moses, Moses. God then reveals that his people are oppressed in Egypt and that he had heard their cries. And so groaning for them, God then makes a wild request or command to Moses. He says to Moses, so now I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. Shaken up this, by this command, Moses said, who am I that I should go? He has a, he's, a, he's a man with a speech impediment and he is quite anxious. But God replies, I'll be with you. Still lacking faith, Moses says, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? Then God said to Moses, these astounding words. He reveals who he is to Moses. He says, I am who I am. God says, this is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. God is, I am who I am. Think about this name for a moment. It can also be translated, I will be who I will be. And I think this fits the context better because I will be who I will be is an active name. It suggests that God is an active God who is known, who makes himself known by his works. God is the God who will reveal who he is through his redemptive power. He will redeem his people from the mightiest power in the ancient world, Egypt, because he is simply, I am. And that's exactly what happened. Psalm 78 verses 43 to 48 reveals this redemptive power of I am. God performed his signs in Egypt and his marvels in the fields of Zoan. He turned their rivers to blood so that they could not drink of their streams. He sent among them swarms of flies which devoured them and frogs which destroyed them. He gave their crops to the destroying locusts and the fruit of their labor to the locusts. He destroyed their vines with hail and their sycamores with frost. He gave over their cattle to the hail and their flocks to thunderbolts. And so God is the great I am who reveals who he is through his redeeming works. Now, here's where it gets quite exciting. Jesus applies the very name I am to himself. And this declaration of who he is was so radical, so intolerable, so repulsive to the Jews around him that they wanted to instantly kill him for it. In John chapter 8 verses 58 to 59, John says, Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. So they picked up stones to throw at him. But Jesus hid himself 
and went out of the temple. Why were the Jews so angry? The words of Jesus were sheer blasphemy to their ears. These two words, I am, made them squirm on the inside when Jesus applied them to his very self. Jesus is claiming to be I am who I am. Jesus is declaring that he will reveal who he is by what he does. And in this walking, breathing, great I am, a new exodus, a new redemption, a new salvation was about to shake the world. Like God in Egypt, Jesus performed many signs to alert the world that the great I am is here. Through his works, Jesus showed himself to indeed be life and the giver of life. Jesus was claiming to be God. And while according to the Jews, this title, I am, applied to Jesus was absolute blasphemy. For us, it is our only hope in life and death. If Jesus is not the great I am, there is no salvation, no eternity, no comfort. If this claim of Jesus makes you uncomfortable, I wonder where you sit in this story. If you hold stones of hostility in your hands, if you're outraged at the idea that Jesus is the life giver, for the sake of your soul, I urge you to drop them. Place them at the feet of Jesus. For if we hold our grip onto those hostile stones, we stand condemned before God on the wrong side of human history. But this does not need to be the case. Even though our sin crucified the great I am. Yes, your sin. He is overflowing with grace for you. Even though he wounded Jesus, he now says, I am here to give you life. His sin-battered body that we damaged still desires to embrace us at the foot of the cross. All we need to say is, Lord, forgive me. Here I am. Receive me. And through this confession, this utter surrender of life, the great I am performs the most amazing, wonderful work in history. Jesus offers us the gift of an eternal relationship with him from now on and forever. And so my first point today is this. Following Jesus is recognizing that he is the source of life. Now we've looked at the first part of this phrase, I am. We're going to now look at the second part. Jesus says, I am the way. The way. I'm going to get a bit technical with you right now. The Greek word hodos, way, can mean street, road, and footpath, or in some cases, journey and travel. But the word hados can also refer to a person's walk, lifestyle, conduct. For example, Deuteronomy 26.17 kind of gets the guts of this idea. You have declared today that the Lord is your God and that you will walk in his ways and keep his statutes and his commandments and his rules and will obey his voice. Now, this is where it gets quite interesting. 
Jesus says that he is the way. This is another bold claim. Jesus is saying, in effect, I am the law of Moses made visible before you. The law of Moses was referred to as the way. Yes, that law which is described as the way, the truth and the life is now perfectly enfleshed in Jesus Christ. In fact, in Matthew's gospel, Jesus says, I did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill the law. Jesus is the walking, breathing embodiment of the entire law of God. And if we want to know what the way of perfect conduct therefore looks like, we are called to simply look to Jesus. He is the way magnified before all humanity. He is the perfect way, the perfect image bearer of God, the one who we're called to imitate. But we don't just look to Jesus. If we desire salvation, we're called to follow his way. This is made clear through Jesus' teaching in John. John 8, 12, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. John 10, 27 says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. John 12, 26 if anyone serves me, he must follow me. And where I am, there will my servant be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honour him. John fourteen six. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Life with God forever is only possible by faith that follows Jesus. Faith that follows Jesus. Faith that follows is the only faith that leads to life. I must press into this point a bit further for the sake of clarity. The pathway of Jesus comes with a VIP ticket. It is a path that is trodden only by a select few. The truth is, Jesus is not our way as many tend to suggest out of political correctness today, Jesus is the way. Singular, only way. While Jesus is radically inclusive, welcoming all sinners to his table, he is also very exclusive, saving a few. The gospel is an inclusive, exclusive gospel. Think about it. God does not welcome us through the arms of Buddha, through the love of Muhammad, through the rituals of the occult, or even through our own moral standard or vision of justice. The Father is only made available when we take hold of Jesus' hand and say, I will follow your way. I will follow your truth because, Jesus, you are life. Matthew 7, 13 to 14 says, Enter through the narrow gate. The narrow gate is Jesus. For wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate, and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Jesus is the only way to eternity. It is therefore wise for us to ask ourselves, Which way am I walking? By what road am I travelling? 
we are either on Jesus' pathway that leads to life or the road that is exciting, thrilling for a time, but is ultimately lifeless. There are only two ways to live, following Jesus or walking in the opposite direction to him. Following Jesus does not mean celebrating the latest political craze and swimming with the stream of its dehumanizing movements, such as the execution of unborn children. Following the way means journeying throughout life with our hands glued to Jesus. Yes, with super glue. Just imagine you're holding onto Jesus, not letting go. We're called to walk beside Jesus on his unique roadway by faith with unending passion. We're called to be Christians, little Christ, practicing the way of Jesus. That is who we are called to be. In fact, Paul uses even more intimate language. See yourselves as in Christ, in his body. Your steps should be that of Christ's. You are literally called to walk with Christ in his steps for life. I love the clarity of Thomas Tarrant on this. Following Jesus entails both obeying his teachings and imitating his example. But this is not the same, the sum of the matter. For obeying and imitating are not ends in themselves, but are means to a greater end. That end or goal of discipleship is to become like Jesus himself, to think as he thought, to feel as he felt, to act as he acted, desire what he desired. As we walk with Jesus, we must keep the goal in view. We are called to think, feel, act and desire like Jesus. This is our calling to practice the way of Jesus, the way of new life, no matter what. Even if the way of Jesus is not trending on social media or popular in the political sphere, like pilgrims, we ignore the critics and push on until we grab hold of the wounded hands of Jesus in the world to come. And so my second point today is following Jesus is recognizing that his way leads to life. Well, friends, in today's teaching, I introduced us to the way of Jesus. Together, we learned that salvation hangs on following the way of Jesus. And if we trust in him, evidenced by our following of him, know this. Life truly begins. Amen.